Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. I am your host, Marcus Bullock, coming in with Week 11 Locks. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt. What's going on, Brett? What up, what up? Glad to be back for another week. We're getting to the end here shortly. Getting to the end. We got a lot of a lot of good ranking discussion that we could possibly hit on. A lot of movement. TCU looking pretty good, but I won't dive into it too soon. But back from the grave, haven't heard from this man. And I mean, not, I haven't heard from him in a while. Like he came on for SEC locks um, for win total <laughs> last year, and he wouldn't return text messages like nothing. But um, Joel Huddleston, glad glad to know you're alive. Time is covered in. I'm sorry about delaying this, boys. So, for those of you who don't know, Joel is the CEO of a company. Um, so, so he's very busy nowadays, and not true at all. He, he fits us <laughs> when applicable. I mean, to be fair, he he has been busy. I mean, he's he's got a little little hey, been up for a house and I've been doing yeah. a lot of house renovations and work a full time job and all that. So, got a baby on the way. Got a baby on the way. Baby boy, the the world needs Marcus. Marcus, you got one of those, don't you? Yep. Uh, She'll be nine months. What's today? The tenth. She'll be nine months and five days. She was born on Feb fifteen, and um, getting big. She's gonna start walking here shortly. Like I bet, pulling up on everything. Like I had to lower her crib today. Because I checked the monitor. <laughs> I'm working from home. So I checked the monitor. And she's just standing up, holding on to the rail. I'm like, yeah, this this has to stop. <laughs> if she had any other body strength, she would have been out of that crib. <laughs> yeah, they're really fun, though. Feel free to hit me up on the side for all the, the parenting advice. It's still fresh in my mind. No, I'm serious. Enjoy, enjoy them while they can't move. Like when you lay them down, like, <laughs> like tummy time, or just like lay them down on their back on like a play mat, and they can't move. Cheers. Because yeah. I can't like ever. Oh my goodness, dude, she's so busy. Like she loves the Roomba. Can't just relax now. Dude, she loves the dog bowls. Loves going knocking them over, tipping them over again, water everywhere. I mean, maybe it's like everything that they're not supposed to have. So and enjoy them. They are fun. They're very fun. But, uh, Joel, why don't you go ahead and I uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about what you've been up to, you know, where you live now. Like, let, let's get yeah. – I haven't heard from you in ages. Well, as some people may remember, I am a grad of Florida, repping the, repping the jersey. If, you, if you're just listening, just, just know I'm wearing it. Um, no one in particular. It's just the 2018 version. Uh, but well, anyway, nobody's going to see it because we don't we don't show the video anymore. So just continue uh, on. Well, here. that's you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, live in Jacksonville now, and just finished building a hospital, and doing some renovations on an existing hospital right now, and doing some other work. And uh, yeah, like I said, we just moved into a home, and I think what else? We've got a baby on the way. Here's like. 16 or 17 weeks pregnant now. So, so 
starting to show and we're getting to that next stage where we're hopefully going to be able to uh, I think December 8th we get back for another ultrasound and she should be like really grown uh, so we're excited about that enjoy it all take it all in it's a very fun process proud of you man congratulations again um let's go ahead and jump into last week last week for the show not our best of the year uh eight and 13 overall as a syndicate with the power parlay miss uh the leader last week uh kg the big cat kyler came in and gave us a push a nice four and four week uh, let me read you all four wins for him. Penn State lane 14. He was very confident in that play, that hit. Uh, South Carolina covered seven. Auburn covered 13 and a half, although they lost. And then Ohio State Northwestern, excuse me, under 60 and a hook. Never really a sweat there. Good showing by the Buckeyes defense. And his four losses, App State lane three, got off to a bad start. Um, Texas A&M did not cover three and a hook. Clemson did not cover four. They got smoked in South Bend, Indiana. And then James Madison, he, like he said, he got a little cute and tried to play James Madison against Louisville, and they, they didn't really come close to covering the seven and a hook. So um, that's a four and four week for Kyler. The guests overall are 27 and 31 for the season. Um, but, yeah, like he said, he made some good picks. He probably – he like he said, he probably could have left maybe two off. But, you know, latest played, push week, not too bad. But – we, we got we got to pick it up as a show. Uh, now on Coastal Barbecue, 0-1. Liberty beat Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas didn't come close to covering the 13 and a half. You may see a trend that week. Liberty is trending in the right direction. Arkansas, they have uh, LSU coming into town, don't they? Yep. Yeah, the tires on the road after a pretty big win against Bama. So something's got to give there. It may be a Pittman bounce back game, but to be seen. Next up on the list, Brett, two and three week, not too terrible, but not in the direction we want to go. Uh, your two wins, Iowa State laying seven and a hook against the Mountaineers. We'll get to that here shortly. And then Baylor, Oklahoma over 57 and a half. As always, any Big 12 game in the 50s might want to hit the over. Um, talk to me about Iowa State, West Virginia. I didn't get any eyes on that game, but when I, I checked told the you. score, it was bad. Why? What did I tell you? You didn't listen to me. I told you we were we never play well. There. <laughs> I told you we never play well there. Our offense is just not good. Our team is just not good in general right now. So I warned you about that. I was shocked you went the other way, but hey, I warned you. So I mean, what what more can I do? I watched the games for some reason. I still watch them, and I told you. And so maybe next time, maybe this week, you'll listen to me. Well, did you? Did you think they would have that bad of a showing? Yeah, because we suck there. We we play awful in Ames. And we're just not a good team. It's, it's really that simple. I'll do a little sneak peek. Are you on Oklahoma this week? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mark me down. We won't be able to stop them. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I may be throwing that one onto my card too. I'll, I'll ponder it uh, here for a second. And then um, bringing up the caboose was myself. I was two and five last week. Uh, two wins, Texas laying two and a hook against Kansas State. Hopped on with Brett Baylor, Oklahoma over 57 and a half. Those are my two wins. I was really impressed with Texas. Um, and we'll, we'll get into the Texas game this week. Uh, but five losses, ouch. ODU plus three. 12 to zero, like against Marshall, their offense just really couldn't get anything going. I, I'm kind of concerned that a bad beat that game, like Marshall, not, but neither team played very well. Um, Tennessee plus eight and a half. Georgia showed you like who they were. 
Defense is still stout. They're no joke. Um, and Tennessee did not cover eight and a hook, playing from behind the whole game. Again, West Virginia got blown out. Clemson smoked in South Bend in Wake, did not cover four and a half against NC State Wolfpack. I have a lot to take away from my card, and we'll, we'll go from the bottom up. NC State looked good. Does uh, Devin Leary need to be looking at the transfer portal? Well, I think Leary has to go to the NFL. I mean, mechanics and everything still there. I don't think the team is around him that he needs to with weapons-wise, but he's also a – He didn't really perform in the first half of the year when he was playing. Though. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I don't think – I think his draft stock is terrible right now. I mean, first of all, the guy can't stay healthy either. I mean, he's coming off back-to-back yeah. years with injuries, so I just – I don't know. I think he's going to transfer portal. Well, he may hit transfer portal. I think it's more likely that he goes to the draft, but I think MJ Morris is just the guy. Um, uh, Any quarterback that Dave Dorn recruits, I'm sure he's going to do the whole coach speech thing and say, you know, best man's going to play, which rightfully so. It should always be that way. But I think that's MJ Morris's program. He looks really good, brings a new dimension to the offense, to scramble, um, doing a little re-option stuff that Leary just, I mean, quite frankly, couldn't really do. And a little fragile, so you don't really want to run him that much, but – no, the Wolfpack looked really good. Wake Forest offense still, I mean, ran into a pretty good defense. So I'm not saying that they're spiraling, but, I mean, the week before in Louisville, I think it's probably fair to say. But that was, that was a good showing by NC State defense. Uh, Clemson, I did not get a lot of eyes on this game. Um, but, again, looked up at the score like 28-0 to zero at one point or something like that. Did, did you guys get eyes on Clemson-Notre Dame? I, I didn't really watch it, honestly, but I, I was nervous about that game for Clemson, to be honest, because Notre Dame starting to play a little better, and honestly, Clemson offensively has just been terrible. So, I'm not mistaken, that game was going on during the uh, Alabama-LSU game. It was, so was it? I was a little preoccupied with that. Yeah, not a good showing, um, uh, but I saw DJ got pulled – Cade went in, threw a pick. It doesn't look yeah. like he had. But also, like, from what I, I, I kind of heard on, like, reviews, didn't they put Cade in, like, super late to come save the day when it was, like, yeah. pretty much? Yeah, he was, he was on – they threw him in there, and they were on, their, like, their own five-yard line, I think, and he just threw a – he threw a pick. What do you all think about DJ? I don't know. I mean <laughs> – Like, he looked really good, I mean, up until the last couple weeks. I mean – any quarterback kind of goes in ebbs and flows, but I wouldn't say he's the most consistent. He wasn't very good last year. Yeah, I don't think the NFL's in his future. No, definitely not. I mean, it's crazy because the year or whatever when Trevor Lawrence got hurt and he came in and he went to South Bend and almost beat Notre Dame, and we were thought, wow, this is going to be the next great Clemson quarterback. And ever since then, it just it hasn't been the truth. It hasn't been that, so – yeah, it, it definitely hasn't. So that was a two and five week for me. I am 41 and 42 overall for the season down a game. Brett is 27 and 29 down two games and nominal Colson barbecue steady in the show out eight and four overall power power late did miss uh, Brett's pick one Baylor, Oklahoma over uh, Penn State got it done for KG but Wake again did not cover against NC State they didn't even win the game and Arkansas lost outright as well so that is a miss for the power parlay eight and 13 week overall but 103 106 for the syndicate for the year still in striking position I actually feel pretty decent about this week I think the lines are a little bit of tough but you can find yeah. some value here and there and I'm sure Joel is gonna Joel is gonna bring us some good vibes hopefully oh yeah no doubt about it 
All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and kick it off. Do, do any of you guys have third? Or I know tonight's Thursday. Do you have any Friday night plays? I should say. I don't think so. I don't know playing tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think so. They're all Saturday games. I have one game tomorrow. I've really been waiting to play um, this team for a while, just looking at the right spot. Um, let's go down to the team, Swamp in North Carolina, Greenville. Got the Pirates of East Carolina going to Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is spiraling the wrong way this season. I think East Carolina has a good quarterback, and the skill positions are probably just as good. I know they're on the road, but it looks like they're catching points, and the best number I can get is six. Been waiting to hoist the colors. Um, let's go Holt Nailers, like experienced quarterback playing on the road. Looks like it opened up like pretty high above to where it is in the six now. Probably opened around like eight or nine most places. Um, the book that we're looking at says 10 and a half. But yeah, I'll take the six points and take the Pirates. Seeing them in person this year, like they can play really well at times. And I think they've been like pretty consistent. Mike Houston is probably going to have a pretty good scheme here. So um, yep, give me Pirate Nation. Let's ride ECU. This is the best I've seen ECU since Ruffin McFarland. Ruffin McNeil. Ruffin McNeil. Yeah. Interesting pick. Got confused with. Got confused with Booger. <laughs> yeah, that that one moved in my favor a little bit. I had it down at five, but now it's a six. So I'm getting a whole point of value, and I kind of have a trend this week to where I've been kind of waiting around to play some teams, but like haven't really pulled the trigger. So. It's trigger time, letting the bullets fly. Um, so, yeah, ECU, let's do it. Um, but I guess next to that, Joel, you're the guest, so you can go ahead and take us wherever you want to for the Saturday games. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm going to take us to Mizzou versus Tennessee. We go there. Okay, so I've got Mizzou right now. Yeah, it looks like the spread is at 20 and a half Tennessee with that. And I'm picking Mizzou to cover that. I don't think that Tennessee is going to be able to score that much on them. Since Mizzou lost in week two to Kansas State, which which is pretty good this year. Um, best I've seen since Bill Snyder. And uh, <clears throat> they lost to Kansas State by 28 points. And since that loss, They've had one, two, three, four losses with an average of 4.75 points in a loss. So I don't think that Tennessee is going to score more than 20 and a half on them. I think they'll be fine. So I'm picking, picking the dude to make that. That's bold. I, I, I mean, I think it's, oof, especially it's going to be in, in Knoxville and, I mean, Tennessee's know, hurting right now. <laughs> I mean, we know they're coming off, but don't you think they, they need to show the committee now more than ever? Like, hey, we're we're still legit. Like, they need to they need to blow out teams. Even though I, I think I did see a stat that Mizzou has like the 12th best defense in the nation, and I I saw the other day they gave a drink Drinkwitz a two year extension, which I was kind of surprised. what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him a you extension. Know Drinkwitz has. Uh, he's been doing pretty good there as far as defense goes. Uh, his offense has really not done well. They, they really haven't had a great offense there since Drew Locke was there. Uh, but seems to be doing good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, I'd probably be on the other side. I, I kind of just look at this number, and I know I'm throwing on plays, which typically don't go too well for me. 
except last week, Brett, we hit on the over. But um, I'm going to take this Tennessee uh, laying 10 and a half first half. I think Tennessee is going to get off to a really fast start, um, especially playing at home. Crowd's going to be loud. Mizzou is more than likely going to struggle to move the ball, especially fresh out of the gate with the crowd nice and fresh. Like you said, maybe a backdoor situation here. I feel comfortable taking Tennessee whole game, laying uh, 20 in a hook. I can see them winning by over three touchdowns, but it is a big number. Yeah, I think I think Tennessee is going to like start fast. I could see first half being like 24 7. Yeah. Some like that, and maybe Mizzou like second half adjustments. So, um, yeah, I'll take the Vols in. Um, I'll lay ten and a half, uh, first half. The Marcus, I thought you were gonna stop doing that. Yeah, well, it's worked for me. Uh, I may, I may just keep doing it until I'm done, or until I lose. But yeah, so that that'll Brett, be second play for me. Brett, are you gonna you got anything to say about this game? It, it's interesting. I see both sides to be honest, because either they come out hot or they don't come out hot. Um, I mean, I have read about Mizzou's defense; it's one of the top fifteen in the in the country right now, and it looks like they're in kind of low scoring games whenever they face. I mean, listen, they played well against Georgia. Um, they honestly had Georgia beat. Georgia couldn't move the ball yeah. on them. I think the only – if this was a Mizzou, I think it would be even tougher for Tennessee. But Tennessee needs to come out, and they need to start – they're going to – the rest of the schedule, I think they have Mizzou, South Carolina, and I forget. There was one – or I think Vanderbilt is their last team. So they need to blow everybody out to uh, kind of sit well with the committee. So I don't – 20 and a half is a big number, though to cover so i you might I, you might be in good position there thank you <laughs> all right brett you're up <laughs> all right let's let's go ahead and get mine out of the way we talked about it earlier uh oklahoma coming in morgantown give me ou minus eight i don't think we're gonna be able to stop them um actually really at all i don't think we're gonna be able to stop them so <laughs> i mean <laughs> we're we're bad. I mean, I told Marcus this last week. I told him this every single week. Um, we're just not a good football team. Uh, I'm surprised Neil Brown has not been fired yet. Hopefully, we get beat like 55 to 10, and they finally they finally do it after this week because it, it's time. It, you want it's, seven and a half? Yeah, you go ahead and give me. I mean, you can I mean, also, you can give me 15, and I'd probably still take it. Since Baylor did. On the road, y'all look terrible, but at home, you don't look that bad. Yeah, we, yeah, but we, we probably, we'll be lucky to have like 40,000 fans there this week. And honestly, I think, and on Baylor, we would have lost, but we knocked out Shapen. And so that's, that's why we won that one. Are you coming in on this one too? Yep. I'm, I'm throwing it on. <laughs> it is a principal play, like you said. Um, I just left it off for some reason, but. Uh, yeah, we'll take West Virginia uh, or Oklahoma land seven in a hook. Yeah, it's an easy play for anybody that wants to get on. Yeah, yeah I think Oklahoma's got that all day. Yeah, I'm going to have a big card this week, so um, just just get ready. All right, so I need to give two right now. <laughs> he's already added two. Just like He was supposed to come in with seven plays. He's already added two. So, 
All right, I need to check this line to see the best number I can get. So I'm taking Liberty against UConn, and I know this is not your father, not your father's UConn team. This isn't our UConn team that we grew up with. Um, watching just get blown out every week. But Liberty's a 14. Looks like I can get 14, uh, best number. So I can get 14 at one, two, three, four, five different books. So, yeah, so 14 consensus number right here. Whenever UConn plays somebody with the pulse, they get blown out. Syracuse lost 14 to 48. Michigan lost 0 to 59. NC State lost 10 to 41. Um, I mean, give or take, they beat BC. I wouldn't really say BC has a pulse this year with their O-line injuries and you know, like Zay carrying the whole team at wide receiver. But Liberty has more than a pulse. And I kind of see this being like a 21 to 24 point game. So I think laying 14 have a lot of value there. So I will take the Liberty Flames and Hugh Freeze to get me a win. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Jim Moore is dunce. I mean, he, because UConn has five wins, right? Four, yeah, they're five, five and five. I mean, he, he's made them, I mean, they were a dumpster fire. So Jim Moore, That's a huge year for UConn. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. They're one win away from a bowl game. But they're probably not going to beat Liberty, and I don't know how they're going to do against a triple option next week against uh, Army. So, I mean, they're, they're going to give it all they got, but they just don't look good against good football teams. Yeah, yeah, I, I like your line there. I think it's especially Liberty just – I mean, Liberty was up 21-0 last weekend against Arkansas, and Arkansas made it a game, but – it's funny, Marcus, that you brought this one up. This is one that I had circled down as well. And I picked Liberty to to get that spread. Uh, if you look at UConn's losses, they lost to NC State 41-10, to Michigan 59-0, Syracuse 48-14, and then their best loss was against Utah State 31-20. So anytime they play a Power 5 team throughout the year, they just get slaughtered. So I would imagine that it's at least going to be a 14 point. So you're in on that one? I'm in on that. Nice. Brett, you want to put it on? Yeah, put it on. Yeah, let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) I started to go the other way because I was like, you know what? Maybe Hugh Freeze is excited after beating Arkansas. But you know what? Hugh Freeze just re-signed or he just added onto his contract which I thought was very interesting coming after, you know, Auburn immediately fires Brian Harson right after Hugh yeah. Freeze uh, signs that contract extension. Um, so I think Hugh Freeze is definitely a, a name in that coaching search. But uh, yeah. I think some teams are just, I think, scared to touch Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only reason he took the extension is because he already had back channels with Auburn and they said they're going with someone else. Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's about to get paid five million a year, which is on for a G five team. I mean, it's solid, honestly. Uh, yeah, at Liberty, that's more incredible. than incredible. That's more than we're paying Neil Brown in West Virginia. Yeah, so good for Hugh Freeze. <laughs> I'll give one more before we pass it back to you, Joel. Um, again, yeah. like kind of a theme this week. I'm taking good football teams that I've probably wanted to bet the last couple weeks, and just going against bad football teams. So, um, let's go to South Florida. So South Florida this year is one and eight, and they're going up against the high-powered offense of SMU. South Florida, their only win this year um, was in the second week of the season. They beat Howard, um, like, just 
the worst team on their schedule. They beat them 42 to 20. So they did what they had to, but you know, law, they got blown out by BYU. Um, they hang tight, they hung tight against Florida. Yeah, they I remember that game. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little iffy. I think Joel remembers that one. That too. was a little sweat for you. But blown out. It's by been an up and down season. <laughs> <laughs> blown out by ECU. South Florida just hasn't looked good at all. Um, and even like in most of their games, they typically put up around the 20s. Did did you guys see what SMU did last week to Houston? Yeah. Good old Dana Holgerson. Even 11 touchdowns. I think SMU's just hot. It's the right time of the year to take them. Um, I probably see this final score 53 to 21, 53, 24, something like that. So 17 and a half points. I mean, I'd probably take this up to 20 and a hook. Um, they just fired their head coach too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It was the old Clemson offensive quarter. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. It Chad Scott or something like that? I forget. Yeah, something. There's rumors, uh, and they were uh, having rumors about John Gruden potentially taking that job opening. Uh, South Florida? <laughs> yeah, he's a Tampa guy. Oh, my gosh. He's got a lot of good relationships with USF. That'd be crazy. That's, would be. that's the wildest thing I've heard today. Yeah, I mean, that would honestly <laughs> be wild if that happened. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, SMU laying 17 on a hook, and uh, Joel will pass it back to you. All right. My next game you pull up is Arkansas LSU. Oh, yes. So, wanted to get to this. Arkansas, man, you know, they had such a good year last year, and still have KJ Jefferson. I don't understand what's going on. But uh, – this is a very interesting game. And then I believe the, the line that three and a half, um, which I thought was very strange. I, I would have figured LSU had a bigger spread on that than what it is. So I'm, I know LSU just beat Alabama. They're really excited. How about that win? I oh, crazy. Would y'all have gone for it like, like Brian Kelly did at the end? I mean, here's what I'm thinking. This man has been abused by Nick Saban back when he had, uh, <laughs> back when he was at Notre Dame. And yeah. he had, what, what's his face? I'm blanking on his name. I had the fake girlfriend. Yeah. So he comes out in that national championship, gets just slaughtered by Alabama. And so I think he was there in Baton Rouge on Saturday night and he saw an opportunity that, you know, he could just win. And he said, I'm going to go for this play, which thankfully it worked out for him. It wasn't a special play by any means, but it, it got him it got him a win. So I think they're going to beat Arkansas by a lot more than three and a half. All right, so Joel has the Bayou Bengals land three and a hook. And I think uh, they're supposed to get some weather down there in uh, Fayetteville. So I, th I think early or late Friday night or early Saturday morning, possible yeah. snow flurries there. Dude, no. That's great for the duck hunters in Arkansas. They're about to be in the woods. There ain't going to be no one in that stadium. <laughs> it's an early kickoff, too. Isn't it like a noon? It's a, it's a noon kickoff or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's at noon. Yeah, noon. That's time. Those boys going to be climbing out of the duck there. blind, like putting their boats back on the trailers and heading to the That state. might be a pretty – that might be a sleepy game for both teams, honestly. Because LSU don't play good in these games either. Or 11 
a.m central time games too so hmm. yeah they don't and um this is also the pick for now on Coastal barbecue keeping the lights on on this show the piping hot pick of the week lsu laying three in a hook they say lay them all just like joel like it i don't hate it all right brett you're not on this game I thought about this one back and forth, but it kind of scares me just because you're coming off a big emotional emotional win. So that's why that's why I stayed away from this one. Talk right. about three and a half points, Brett. I know, I know, but one this like one that they're just not maybe they're coming in they're sleepy. You know? If LSU lost outright, I wouldn't be shocked. That, that's kind of what I'm feeling too, and I hate to say that. But that, that would kind of be the ha- the thing that to happen to a Brian Kelly team, I feel like. So, but yeah, I'm sticking away. Um, I'm going to the other kind of big game for the SEC this weekend. Um, Bama traveling to Ole Miss. Bama is a 12-point favorite is what I'm seeing it at. Bama, I don't – this is – this team right now, I just – I don't know. Um. They're Bryce Young is basically carrying this team. If it wasn't Bryce for Bryce Young, this team would not be. They would have probably lost to AM, uh, probably would have lost to Texas. Honestly, they if it wasn't for Quinn Ewers getting hurt, they would have lost to Texas. Um, I, I don't know how big of a fan of I, I am of Jackson Dart for for Ole Miss, but 12 points is a lot right here. So I like I like uh Ole Miss to cover the 12. And it looks like I get out 11 and a half. Well, if you're taking all miss, you on 12. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you can get 12. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the 12. I think I could see this maybe a late door, a late backdoor cover, too. Um, maybe, maybe a seven point, eight point game. So, I don't know. I'm hoping Dart can score on them. That's the main thing. I think you're on the right side here. I think it's, I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I guess how will will Alabama be motivated? Because in my mind, they're out. Like they don't really have anything to play for anymore. To be honest, I, I don't see them getting to the. Uh, I don't see any way they get to the college football playoffs. So for me, they're done. Um, and you go to Alabama to win a championship. So I, I don't see that happening. So it's kind of how well will they play? Joel, anything here? You know, I. I've... I think that's a very interesting game. I would probably stay away from it. Uh, I'm kind of surprised you went with that and you didn't go with the LSU Arkansas game. Um, <laughs> and, and you just know that Saban just, just tortured those boys this week <laughs> in practice. Absolutely tortured them. So they are going to come out here and they I, I think they're really going to handle the old mess pretty well. I know, but this is just not the saving kind of teams we've seen in the past. I mean, they've had – they could have easily lost two other ones. They could be a 5 yeah. ball team right now. I would say they do not have the wide receivers, the passing game that they yeah. typically have. Exactly, yeah. Um, they don't have those named wide receivers in the past. They don't. I, I and, and that's typically the difference. And their defense is not as good as it typically is. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I, I spoke to Chase, and I was at the NC State Wake Forest game, so I didn't get eyes on the Bama-LSU game at all until I got a chance to rewatch it. And I called Chase on the way home, and he was just like, yeah, Bryce Young saved him. Um, but LSU, like, played, played pretty well. 
And, and he even said, like, maybe Bryce Young's not that good. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm like, dude, Bryce Young is amazing. And yeah. like, you're right. Bryce Young Alabama is amazing. would have four losses without him. They would, You can add on Texas, like both Texas schools. Yeah. Add on A&M and UT. Like, they would have lost. But, I mean, you're right. They don't have date back. They don't have Julio Jones. They don't have Amari Cooper. They don't have Henry Ruggs. They don't have Jalen Waddell. They don't have Devontae Smith. They don't have John Mechie. Like, th- those names – like, do you realize how lucky Bama is to have oh, a I know. pure LSU or a pure NFL star on their yeah, roster he, for he, years? He, he single-handedly kept them in that Tennessee game. And he was hurt, don't forget. Like, he, yeah. I, don't, I still don't know how well his shoulder is or whatever. I mean, I think he's the best quarterback, honestly, in, in college football right now. I, I think if you take him away from that team, like, they are not – they're not that great right now. I mean, I think I think he should be the top quarterback in the draft next year, but I guess we'll see. I agree. Uh, I think Bryce is definitely the best quarterback, but definitely better than first round or Levis, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, so my turn. I'll give two. That way, we all balance out somewhat. Um, yep. I thought we were going to bad football teams. No, well, I'm betting against a bad football team. Um, I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking Georgia Tech. Uh, I'll take Georgia Tech laying one and a half at home in Atlanta. Wow. They're, they're playing – dude, Georgia Tech's not playing bad football this year. Like, have they – they have five losses, yeah, but won a close game against Virginia Tech. They beat a decently competitive Duke team, beat Pitt. Um, dude, Miami's quit. Tyler Van Dyke's injured. I mean, he's got benched some this year, like, in a couple games. He's probably going to hit the transfer portal. He was supposed to be – one of the best quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the ACC this year. Just everything's going against Crystal Ball this year. I think they have a like pretty good running game. They have a couple athletes on defense, but this Miami team's just spiraling in, in the wrong direction. I think Florida State last week really broke their will. It kind of rolled over. We saw my, this Miami team lose to Duke. We saw them like give it up against Chapel Hill. A terrible Virginia Tech team was competitive. Like they they they're just going in the wrong direction. So um, Georgia Tech at home, yeah, one and a hook lay it. Uh, I like the Yellow Jackets in this spot. You know, I'd feel a lot better about this game taking it in Georgia Tech's favor if it was at Miami Stadium because of the no absolute <laughs> horrendous turnout from their fans each game. Yeah, um, no fans. You know, I, I think Miami's a team where they sh- they'll try and show up when they have fans. You know, like when they show up when it's cool, they're not disciplined, and Mario Cristobal is trying to change that, but he, he doesn't have those kind of players right now. Um, so I think Georgia Tech will will uh, get a better Miami, but uh, I, I think Georgia Tech will still probably win this game. Um, but – Mario Cristobal, he's doing some really good recruiting, or at least his, uh, at least at least the fans down in Miami with high pocketbooks are because they're <laughs> they're paying these players yeah, stupid money. We've lost a few recruits to them because of it, and most notably was the last one with Kermani McLean, and that that one really kind of hurt. Well, you gotta have that. You gotta have that money. But hey, they're not gonna be playing it in front of anybody. It's embarrassing. Unless they become like a top five team, top ten team. The U is not back. No, the U is far from back. 
And you know, I don't, I don't know if the U will ever be back unless they get a stadium down in Miami, like uh, like near campus. It's, yeah, I don't see how it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, so I faded Marshall last week. Took ODU. We saw Marshall throw up twelve points and didn't look that great doing it. Um, so we got the boys from Boone going to Huntington this week. Um, I saw this game at a pick'em originally, and I obviously took App State. I think that they're bigger. I think that they're more physical. I think they're faster. I think they're better at skill positions at just about everywhere versus Marshall. So I think they're going to push them around. And I think App State probably wins this game by seven to ten points. So give me the Mountaineers laying uh, one is the best number I can get right now. Are you really fading Chase's team again? Yeah, Marshall, they don't get lucky two weeks in a row. Like, I think you can say last week might have been inferior competition, even though ODU is at home. Uh, App's hungry. Like, App's, App's season hasn't gone the way they want to, and I think Marshall's about to get in front of it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Joel, anything here? Like, dude, you, don't forget, like, North Carolina was your state for a while. You're not going to take any, any, any back. Mm, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll take App State on that all day. Uh, I like App State. They they played really good this year, and they've had some some tough games. I know they start off with UNC, and then uh, they should have beat UNC. Yeah, yeah. Then then they beat what we thought was a good Texas A and M team, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, you beat them last week, go Gators. Well, yeah, they didn't have half their team, I saw. Is <laughs> 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 it 18 people, 19 people because yeah. of the flu? Yeah, there's a lot of people it's out. It's funny because two years ago when we went to Texas A&M during COVID, we had about that many players out with COVID, and we ended up losing that game. And that's when Dan Mullen was all irate because that stadium was packed. And that was back when you were only allowed to have like 20 people at, at your home game. <laughs> Dan Mullen was doing some Mac football the other day on Tuesday. I, was, I listened to him when he did uh, NC State, Virginia Tech. He, he wasn't bad, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I like him. That game in person was tough. It was real tough. <laughs> All right, uh, Joel, Brett, you each have one more. You have two more plays each. Yeah, I have. I have one more play. Okay, um, let's do Brett. You go. I'll go, and then Joel. Um, we'll hit you on the last round, yeah. Robin. All right. Um, you know I'm big on overs with the Big Twelve. Kansas State is traveling to Baylor. Kansas State's been putting up points. Baylor can put up points. Both defenses are not that great. Give me over. Over 51 and a half right here. I think it's a steal. Yep, 51 and a half. You can get it. Mm. Dude, the only thing that bothers yeah. me, between two teams in the Big 12 where I would take an under, it'd probably be Kansas State and Baylor. The Kansas State still has quarterback issues, don't they? Yeah, but, I mean, Howard's not terrible. I I don't know. Martinez played last week, though. Yeah. 
Am I seeing this right? You're you're saying that Kansas State is going to beat Baylor by 51 and a half points. <laughs> no, the, I'm saying the total score will equal over 51 and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up and I was like, bro, you are smoking crack right now. <laughs> I mean, so all, all I need right here is a what 28 to 25. I'll do it, right? Yeah, yeah. that's probably yeah, yeah. good. That's, that's easy in the Big 12. That, that's a, that's what I'm saying. I think it's an easy one, yeah. guys. Especially with Kansas State. They've been scoring crazy. Yeah, and so, and so has Baylor. Baylor can score too. Yeah. I, uh, I could see both teams scoring in the 30s. Yeah, I think it's an easy one, guys. All right, good play. All right, I'll give two, and then uh, we can each get one on the go-around. I'm surprised this game hasn't been uh, brought up yet, and I wouldn't be surprised if Brett has it. Uh, let's go to Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. Brett, you already know where I'm going, don't you? I do, and this I went back and forth on this game, but I just couldn't. I, I, I'm assuming you're going over. Yeah, over. Over 70. I, I, see, this is a huge Oh, number. my gosh. This yeah, over 77. number. I, I don't sleeping on Gene Chizik's defense like that. <laughs> yeah. What defense? I mean, the, my concern with this is is Wake Forest has not been good offensively the last couple of weeks. And I, I know, listen, I know Carolina's defense is not that great. They have been playing better though. So I don't know. This one scares me. One, two. A lot of points there, Marcus. I guess 76 and a half. I'll I'll take it there. I mean, I'd I'd take this over 80. Wow, would you really? Yeah, dude, hold on. When I was looking at this, let's look at their last combined scores head to head. 55-58-53-59. And neither team can play defense just like the last 2 years and both offenses are excellent. I don't understand what's scaring you. This game's probably playing in the hundreds. Joel, what do you think? That's back when they had that's back when they had Sam Powell, though. Drake Mays probably better. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be I, it's game. just a huge number that's scaring me, and I just can't take it. Brad, I'm disappointed in you. You should I've thought be afraid about of this. I know, I know, I know, I know. I I I think you're on the right pick. I'm just scared to take it. Right. Um, actually, I am. I'm kind of torn between giving my next play. It was so Florida State's going to the dome. JMA Wireless. Garrett Schrader's listed as game time decision. I don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, I'd love taking Florida State right here. But if he does play, I see this line being a little tight. So I'll flip the coin. I'll take Florida State, um, and I think seven's the best number I can get. I will double check. But, yeah, Florida State is just a team that I've wanted to take for weeks, been a little scared too. I got one of them against Miami last week, kind of scared me away. Um, Wanted them at Clemson, ended up not doing it. Kind of wanted them at NC State too because that offense wasn't looking good. And, I mean, they covered, although NC State won. Uh, but yes, yeah, seven. Seven's the best number I can get. I'll lay the seven with the Knowles. I think Mike Norville really has Florida State like just cracked the top 25, playing fairly well. And Syracuse is as good of a story as they've been this year. They're kind of going downhill right now. So uh, give me the Knowles. 
I, I thought about this game. I, I was leaning towards Florida State as well. I, I, I like Florida State this year. I'm a big George Harris guy. Sorry, Joel. But yeah. um but yeah, I just I don't know. I, I just this one's a toss up for me, so I'm staying away from it. Yeah, and, and oh, I mean Syracuse almost, played pretty well this year. So yeah, it always came off, but I mean, whatever. I, I think it if if Schrader doesn't play, I think it's a pretty easy bet. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Jordan Travis has done really well this year as well. He's been great so, this year. Yeah, I know that's hard yeah. to admit, Joel, but that's nice of you. Well, you know, I, I'm a college football fan too, so I recognize when there's there's some good going on. Like back when Jameis Winston was there, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't deny that he was a good quarterback there, but uh, you just didn't like the guy as a person. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. fan. Although I think it's questionable. I want to say that Jameis has <laughs> character issues. <laughs> All right, so um, go ahead, Brett. Um, last one. Or wait, uh, uh, Brett, I thought you were saying something. Was oh, that no, I, I was just going to say – actually, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Let's just continue on. You're talking about Jameis Winston's character. I'm sorry. The dog just keeps on coming in and out, and she's distracting me right now. <laughs> Told me we said hello and we send our love. Yeah, she just went back downstairs, so she's gone now. Okay, cool. So everyone has one more play. Let's go Joel, Brett, and then I will end it, and then we'll do power parlay. All right. Let me uh, walk through the the Florida football schedule here a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, you better be taking us to Gainesville. (laughs) We are going there. Let me pull up their schedule. You know, this year, I'm just going to explain to you where my heart and emotions have been throughout the year. Um, Started off. Going into week one with Billy Napier, we just got out of a really bad breakup. Dan Mullen, you know, we thought he was going to be what Josh Heupel has been at Tennessee, where he turns our offense around and we're not just doing a draw play anymore. We're spreading it out. We're throwing the ball. And then Dan just quits. He has a midlife crisis. He doesn't want to recruit anymore. He's firing his best friends that have been on staff with him for years. That was sad. It was a sad time. Dan Mullen, I don't even know if he's going to want to coach again, or at least not in college. Anyways, then we get Billy Napier. Billy comes in, and he wins week one against a number seven ranked Utah team. This same team, that was Cam Rising, great quarterback. They came in. We beat them. The next game I go to, I was like, you know what? This Billy guy is someone to watch. So I go to Gainesville, watch Florida, Kentucky. I hate Florida, Kentucky games more than any other game all year because of Mark Stoops. The guy is like, I don't know what it is against us, but he is like laser focused when it comes to Florida. And he always dials up a great defense. And he always makes the game last way longer than it should. And then USF which you mentioned was tied after the Kentucky game. I was like, dude, I'm not going back to Florida, like going back to the swamp for a few weeks. I can't do it right now. And then we, we sneak one out against USF. Then Anthony Richardson starts to play good again against Tennessee. 
And we, we almost you guys were, you guys were uh, head-to-head with Tim. I mean, that game was a good game. It was a backdoor. We, that game wasn't that close. That game was close. Yeah, it was. It we was were, close. We, it was one of those games where it's like a nap, and you just can't – like, you keep thinking you swat it away, and it just keeps showing back up. And so that's kind of what we did. Then the next two games don't really matter. LSU, that was – that was a low point. LSU had just come off of getting absolutely spanked from Tennessee at home. And then LSU comes into the swamp with Brian Kelly, who we thought was a joke for doing a little eye thing and twirling around with the recruits and the light show. And they won. And that, that was really discouraging. Doesn't LSU always win in the swamp? Wasn't that the shoe game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Joel is at the game, too. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe game. Oh, that game. You guys at home. <laughs> it was funny. I was up. Somehow I got like box seats that night. And so I was up in a box and it was so foggy. I'm looking down. It's like, you can't see anything. Yeah, I do remember. And I, all I see is that we got to stop. And then we look up at the TV and they're like, he threw a shoe. Because I couldn't tell from way up there that the dude threw a shoe. Marco Wilson, he screwed it up for us. And that was the year where, like, we had Kyle Trask, we had Kyle Pitts, Kadarius yeah. Tony. Like, we, we had things going for us. So that was really discouraging. Okay. And then Georgia. I had tickets to that game. I didn't go. I I just, someone had offered me tickets tonight for free tickets. I was like, I just can't go to that. And it's in Jacksonville where I live. Um, and then A&M, we squeaked that one out last week. So that was cool. Um, here's the thing about South Carolina and about Florida. Florida is a very different team from what you saw under Dan Mullen. You know, Napier's trying to do this pistol the offense and he wants to run the ball more and you really only have like two wide receiver sets and then maybe a guy in slot position and it's just it's a very different offense I don't think Anthony Richardson is super comfortable in it our wide receivers don't get rotated very often and we just stick to running the ball the entire time with that being said South Carolina is one of the worst let me pull it up they are one of the worst uh run defenses in the nation right now they're number 97th ranked in the fbs and they allow 4.4 yards per rush and that's all we do right now so i think as long as we continue to stick to the run game in this game i think we'll be fine now the thing that has bit us in every game that we've lost or every game that's come close is when the turnover is just ridiculous, which mainly happens when Anthony Richardson is throwing interceptions. Um, so if we stick to the run game, I think we'll be fine. But Anthony Richardson has played a lot better recently. Um, even against Georgia, he played better. It just it didn't matter. I mean, it was, our defense is pretty bad. So, um, I'm going to Florida, my heart, but also thinking with the head here, I think, I think it'll work out for us. 
So, Joel, do you, do you think Richardson goes to the NFL after this year? You think he no. You guys don't have no, any I, I think he than stays. Him? I, I think he stays. I, I think they'll be pretty good next year, um, at least in comparison to this year. It'll be much better. Uh, Napier's got some key recruits coming in. And if you look at any of the guys that Napier brought over from Louisiana Lafayette, Lafayette, like Montrell Johnson, who's their number one running back, he came in, offensive lineman, uh, Torrance came in with them. Those guys have been immediate impact players. Some of the guys on the defense that were recruits that have come in are really our only good defensive players right now. And I think Napier is a coach that's not like uh, – he's not doing what Brian Kelly's doing where he's like totally transforming the, the football team in one year. I think Napier is a scheme guy, and he's going to have to recruit. So it's probably going to be at least like three years before we get back to maybe a 10-win season, I would say. So And that includes this year. So I, I would say maybe next year is a possibility of having a really good season, but the scheme's going to have to change. I don't think we can continue doing this pistol stuff. Um, we just don't have talented enough wide receivers uh, to be doing what we're, what he's trying to do. Would you be shocked if y'all tried to get the quarterback in the portal? Uh, I, I don't think we will. Uh, the only reason we would is if Richardson left. Um, I don't think Richardson's that good, man. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can see that. Um, he's played a lot better throughout the year and as the year's gone on, but early on he made some really dumb mistakes. I think he's just more uncomfortable in this offense than anything else. The, the thing with this offense is you're relying on your two outside wide receivers to be super talented, and it works like – Two is doing it in Miami, and they're doing it in San Francisco. But they have Debo Samuel, they have Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. I mean, you've got to have speedy guys like that, and and we we really don't. Um, and you need to have a threat on both sides of the field. And we really only have like maybe one or two guys that are really a good threat. Um, yeah. All right. No, I, I don't like. I don't hate the play. Um, in the Wait, so, so what are you doing? Are you taking Florida to cover here? Yeah. Yes. He oh. Okay. Yes, I am. It's an eight-point spread. Yep. South Carolina's kind of been up and down too. This, I mean, Beamer. Beamer yeah. does a good job there, but yeah, I like Beamer. Yeah, they they've been up and down. Marcus, what are your thoughts on Beamer? You loved his old man. Yeah, um, I think I think Shane sees a great players coach. Um, I know Frank's helping him a lot down there at South Carolina. Like, not saying that he's running the program, but I think he's like helping instill like a similar culture that was in Blacksburg. There, I mean, South Carolina is already going bowling. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna lose to Tennessee. I, I don't know what's gonna happen this game. I, mean, I think Florida's the right side here to win and cover. They'll lose to Tennessee, but yeah. shit, dude, South Carolina might be Clemson. I mean, I mean the Clemson defense—they couldn't really get after Notre Dame. I mean, I know South Carolina is not like world beaters on offense, and their O line ain't that great. But I mean, if that defense just goes ghost again like they did in South Bend, they, that that game's in 
it's at Clemson. So, I mean, it'd be, it'd be a little bit tougher, but I mean, like, really. I think if you play DJ Uyunglele, that that's a possibility. Yeah, no, I like Beamer. I think I think if you get Beamer like three years, South Carolina will be pretty competitive in the East. Yeah, I think he'll get them to at least the place where Mark Stoops has gotten Kentucky. Yeah, very similar. Like, I don't think it's going to be like hypel overnight. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, they'd have to hit get a lot of good hits in the portal. Even like Rattler, he's just been like, okay, like serviceable. But if he gets a couple of recruits, I mean, we saw Spurrier. I mean, you, South Carolina can be good. They really can be. Yeah. 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 All right, give him some time. But uh, all right, Brett, go ahead. Uh, throw us your last one. All right. I'm going where uh, college game day is going. Texas. Yes. Um, versus TC coming in. Texas is a seven-point favorite here. A lot of people were kind of surprised about that. Uh, we got TC coming in undefeated. I don't know the latest on Quinn and Johnson, the big, big star for TCU, the wide out. I know he was questionable last I heard. I don't, I think I heard he was leaning towards not playing. Um, I, I like Texas in this spot. TCU has been in some close, close games where they've, they easily could have lost quite a few games. Um, I think Texas, this is, this is a time for Texas to prove. Um, kind of prove a lot here, honestly, in my opinion. So I, I like Texas to – I really like them to cover here. I, I think they're going to be able to score quite a bit on TCU. Their, TCU's defense is not that great. Um, and uh, without Quentin Johnson, if he doesn't play, Max Duggan's going to have a tough time throwing the ball. So give me Texas to cover this seven here. Yep, I agree. That's my last play as well. And Austin, lay it. Every reason, like I said, pumpkin time for TCU. I loved them, took their over. They hit it already. It's time for them to come back down to earth. They've yeah. gotten very lucky in several games, and it's the five stars about to come out. Like I said last week, five stars came out against Kansas State. Bijan's the best player, like, on the field. I mean, Texas has the best running back, best quarterback, more athletes. And give or take, TCU develops guys very well. Like, don't take that away. But it's been a good yeah, te Texas rolls. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's not that it's, I mean, Sonny Dykes has done a hell of a job there so far this year. I mean, this is a team under Patterson last year. The last couple of years has not been good. And uh, Gary's actually, I think he's a, he's like an analyst for Texas right now. He is. He's a defensive yeah. analyst for Texas. Yeah. 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 Dang. So, it's extremely weird to see him with that burnt orange visor on. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting for him probably as well. But, and he dialed up an incredible, game against Alabama when Alabama came. Yeah. Uh, I expect him to do something similar here with TCU. Yeah. I, I think – I mean, if Quinn Johnson's out, I, I haven't seen the latest, but if they – Texas can win by probably 14 here, honestly, because he's a big part of their offense for TCU. I like it. I think I think we have – I mean, for some tough spreads this week, I – I like just about every side that all of us are on. So I see this coming into a lot of wins. So let's go ahead before we recap. Let's look down at all of our plays, choose our favorite one, and we'll throw that into the parlay, nominal coastal barbecue. They only have one play, LSU land three and a hook. So Joel, you cannot choose LSU as your favorite play this week. Um, but you have three other options to choose from that look pretty good. Well, that's fun because that was definitely going to be the one I chose. But uh, <laughs> let's see. I would – okay. 
Mizzou, Tennessee, 20 points is a lot of points. Liberty over UConn. Probably, probably go Liberty over UConn at the 14 point spread. Nice. I like it. Well, you know where I'm going. Go ahead and put her down. Uh, you're taking Oklahoma. Absolutely. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I will say for one that I threw on pretty late, I really do like it. I like Tennessee first half. Um, Brett, do you have more confidence in Oklahoma or more doubt in West Virginia? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> I, I think probably it, it's more on the Because this Oklahoma team really isn't that great. Oh, I know. But their, <laughs> offense, is, their offense is still pretty solid. Um, and we can't stop a fly. I mean, we, we can't stop anything. We can stop Middle Creek right now. Um, so I just I it's they they're easily they'll put a forty on us easily. Actually, I'm in this. I'm doing Wake Chapel Hill over seventy six and a hook. Oh I my god! Also about that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. That's being played. All right, all right. Um, so Joel, thanks for joining us again. It was nice catching up with you, giving the listeners a little bit of a life update and congratulations, baby boy. Correct. Baby girl. Baby girl. Nice, dude. Being a girl dad's awesome. Like, girls, yeah. they're, they're pretty fun. I think you'll have a good time. All right. Um, so let's review. Let's hit uh, nominal Coastal Barbecue. Uh, eight and four this season. The piping hot pick. They are on LSU, laying three and a hook in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Joel's card, Missouri plus 20 and a half. Liberty laying 14. LSU, he has three and a half points. And then he's taking his beloved Gators, laying eight against the Gamecocks in the swamp. Brett's card, Oklahoma laying seven and a hook against his beloved Mountaineers. Um, very consistent throughout the year. Uh, Liberty lay of 14. Ole Miss plus 12 against Bama. Hoping for a backdoor cover, possibly. K-State Baylor over 51 and a half. I agree. That is very low for a Big 12 total. And the over is a very good play there. And then he's taking Texas in Austin, laying seven against the Horn Frogs. My card. Got a big one. Threw a lot on in the show. Um, hoping for like a Eight and two week would be phenomenal. So let's start it off on Friday. Got ECU plus six, taking Tennessee first half at home, laying 10 and a half against Missouri. Oklahoma laying seven and a hook against the Mountaineers. Liberty laying 14. SMU going to Tampa, laying 17 and a hook. The Yellow Jackets, one and a half point favorite against Miami, taking them. App State laying one in Huntington. Wake Chapel Hill over 76 and a half in Winston. Florida State going up to the Dome, laying seven, and then Texas laying seven at home. Power parlay, Wake Chapel Hill over 76 and a half. Oklahoma laying seven and a hook. Liberty laying 14, and LSU laying three. A lot of action on the board. Covered a lot of games, too. Um, a lot of tight lines, but I think it'll be a pretty fun weekend. I, I agree. I, I, think it's a, I think it's an interesting weekend. Not as probably good as last week or – some other weeks, but I think there's some good games on here. I think I'm mostly excited for Texas TCU and yeah. Ole Miss Alabama. Yeah, there'll be some good games. Yeah, those are two. And Joel, we look forward to having you again next year on around week yeah. 11. If Appreciate it. It's been cool to see the show grow. Thank you. No, th- thanks for being one of the OGs, Joel. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. And, uh, and also, Joel's part of that uh, infamous newspaper class to where this whole idea kind of, like, came to life. Yes. Here is it. 
we are the ones that made that class special. <laughs> we should try to get Kushner on with us. I know he's an NFL guy. Well, maybe, maybe like conference well championship week. Conference yeah. championship week when there's not a lot of games. Try to get Kushner on. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I haven't talked to Kushner since we last had him on, which was like what a couple of years ago. Two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, get him before basketball season starts. Yeah. Coaching. Yeah, um, yeah. What's that new? Um, is I it? What, it's Willow Springs. Yeah, yeah, Willow Springs. That's sad. We I live here and I don't even know school. <laughs> 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 oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we we might not be able to get him now that you mention that. So, yeah, the basketball season probably going on right now. Honestly, maybe yeah. do an honorary episode during March Madness and try and pull him in for that. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, we'll we'll I'll I'll text Kushner like sometime next week and see see if yeah. we can like work something in his schedule. But again, Joel, thanks for coming on, Brett. Thanks as always. For those of you, please, if you are not subscribed yet, go ahead subscribe to us. That way, it gets in your feed as soon as we release. And other than that, we'll chop it up in the chat room and let's hope for some wins. All right, guys, enjoy. See you, fellas. See you. Thanks.